Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. So just the other day, it was International Day of Persons with Disability. That was on the 3rd of December. And Blind SA CEO Jace Naya has uh, said, well, while we look at these days and we commemorate these days, one of the things we're not talking enough about is access to, to material, uh, particularly in this case to Braille books for children who are slightly uh, who who need the kind of books either who are partially partially blind or completely blind, and I didn't realize just how dire the situation is. So we've got him here in studio with us just to give us a sense of just how dire the situation is. Mr. Naya, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, and thank you for this opportunity. And and how dire is the situation, Mr. Naya? Um, you know, we take for granted that if if books are available, then it means that Braille books are also available. But that doesn't seem to be the case. That's absolutely not the case. Uh, way back in uh, 2012, the Department of uh, Education was introducing the new CAPS uh, syllabus in the country. Uh, they did not make provision for learners who are blind or partially sighted to have access uh, to material in an accessible format, whether that be Braille, audio. uh, Say that again? Are you saying nothing? Nothing. And uh, as blind I say and as a blindness sector, we had engaged with the department uh, for that period. Yes. And then in around uh, 2013 or so, uh, the department then uh, put out a tender to, 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 to produce books in uh, Braille. However, they did not really, uh, they were not really serious uh, in wanting to, 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 to provide these books because the, the tender they provided was to produce 685 titles in Braille uh, within six months uh in all our languages this and they were wanting worrying. one producer to pro- to provide this as as organizations we approached the department and said to them that it's not very realistic uh to do that because it takes on average the first you need to get the license or the permission to produce that book uh which can take anything from 3 months to a, a number of years mm. to get that permission then when you got the permission, you need to uh, the typeset that book, mm. the data capture that entire book. Uh, in, in, in data capturing it, you would need two sets of proofreaders, a Braille proofreader and a uh, print proofreader so that they can make sure that the text is correct. Uh, they would do the proofreading twice to make sure that it is correct. And then you would go to embossing. That process can take about one month to do one book. So it wasn't very realistic. As a result, the department uh, reneged on p- providing this uh, until uh, in the 2015, we then went to Section 27 uh, and told them of our difficulties. Mm. They then undertook a research through the 22 schools for the blind in the country. Mm-hmm. And they visited the schools, they interacted with educators, they interacted with the Department of Education. And in September last year, we then issued notice to the Department of Education uh, that we were going to litigate the the department Mm. for not providing this basic tool uh, to enable 
information, knowledge, uh, literacy for blind children. Let me ask you this. I mean, I, I, and I know you're going to continue with that story. What's been happening to these children in the meantime? They depend on teachers trying to oh. uh, summarize the material and produce that in uh, Braille or get the teachers to read to them or get other partially sighted learners who can read some text to read, friends and families to, to help. Totally unacceptable. So the situation is desperate and that's totally unacceptable. one of the reasons we've not been able to produce a number of professionals uh, in the country. It's very upsetting, actually. And so where we are, where are we now? We, you, you know, you've left it where uh, Section 27 had gotten involved. That's right. So the department then entered into serious negotiations after September. And in March this year, uh, the, the agreement between the blindness sector and uh, the Department of Education resulted in a court order. Tell me what the, what, what, what's the negotiation about? I mean, it's very simple as far as I understand. It just provides textbooks uh, for people who, who can't read, who can't see. The, I, I, don't I think the challenge uh, was, firstly, uh, there are only two Braille producers in the country. Yes. Pioneer Printers in the Western Cape and Blind SA based here in Johannesburg. Yes. Blind SA produces in all 11 languages. Uh, the first challenge is that in order to produce uh, that book in Braille, you have to create a master copy. Yes. And the cost of producing, a, for instance, a 300-page uh, textbook mm -hmm. would cost you about 24,000 rand. Mm -hmm. You then, once you've created that master, you would then uh, reproduce that into the uh, single copies that is required uh, by the various schools. Yes. And what the department had not budgeted for uh, is the cost of producing those books. Mm. Uh, so as a result, they were looking at various options. The one option was that get the publishers themselves to pay for uh, the master copy, which is, was not a very workable solution. But but hang on a minute. Again, so what's the negotiation? The department had not done it. You've been at this for years. Budget gets reallocated every single year. So why haven't they done it this year? Since they so let's just say maybe it was a mistake. We I, are now here. Why didn't they allocate budget this year? I think it's about political will, understanding, and commitment. I think uh, from our observation, I think the officials in the department uh, have not really been committed to to making sure that they provide these resources. When, when you learners. engage them, what's in their language? What do they say are the reasons? They, you know, they would give you excuses that we are working on it and, you know, processes in government take long or uh, to produce Braille is expensive. So we're looking at alternatives like providing uh, uh, laptops uh, or iPads to children. But those things also have not really materialized. Even if you pro provide a, a Braille note, which is an electronic note taker, the textbooks has to be made in an accessible format for it to be used on that machine. Uh, so they they have they have defaulted uh, in 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 terms of the court order. Uh, the recent negotiation has been that they need to get a deviation from national treasury so that they could appoint Pioneer Printers and Blind Essay uh, to produce these books. We are still waiting to receive those uh, deviations uh, uh, from the Treasury. 
we've not received any purchase orders. We've provided uh, them uh, quotations. As Blind say, we then went out to the corporate sector to say, this is the situation, and we launched a campaign to raise funds to produce those books ourselves. And during the last 18 months, we've been able to, 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 to raise uh, funds to produce over 30 books that we've produced now uh, and we've been distributing to schools. This, I mean, I'm gobsmacked. I am sitting here. I really, really am gobsmacked. Is one of your children going to, to the children's parliament tomorrow? Uh, there are bl- ch- blind uh, children that are attending and uh, we are hoping that uh, you know, the, 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 they will also raise this. This is unacceptable. Uh, I mean, you don't have to be going to the public sector, to the private sector to be asking for this money. Why? It's the ch- it's our right. The, the children in this country have a right to education. What what's even um, uh, worse is that, apart from the Braille textbooks, uh, readers or library books that's not readily available uh, to the learners. Not every blind child has a Braille writing machine in in class. The Braille writing machine is like a pen and hmm. page that uh, sighted people did use. There are instances where children are sharing machines. I've been to a school in the Eastern Cape where during examinations the children would write the questions one uh, by one one by one, and then pass the machine to another child so they could write the answers. And it's become a intolerable situation uh, in schools. So again, as Blind I said, we had to go to the, to the public to raise funds so that we could uh, then supply some of these schools or these learners uh, with braille writing machines. Mm. Uh, then the, the, the third area mm. is, uh, for instance, there are 22 schools for the blind in the country. Mm-hmm. And we are told that they, in these schools there are about 6,000 blind and partially sighted learners. The Department of Basic Education has also indicated that there are over 12,000 uh, blind and partially sighted children in mainstream schools. However, they cannot confirm in which schools these chil- those 12,000 children are, what support is being provided to those children in those schools. Uh, well, we I mean, how, how are they going to support those children in those schools if they cannot support the very mainstream blind schools, uh, schools that are catering for those children? I mean, that doesn't make that, sense to me. That is, that is our concern. Secondly, you'd find that because... Uh, uh, these schools are spread throughout the country. Our children have to to live in an hostel at at these facilities. So they're away from home. There's social isolation. Mm. They only go back home during school holidays. Mm. Uh, and then at the hostels themselves, we did a survey in Kauteng with the three schools in Kauteng. They've not received an increase in subsidy for the hostel in the last five years. And what was even... Uh, unacceptable is that the schools get allocated between 23 and 37 ran a day per child for the school to provide breakfast, lunch, dinner and teas and care for those children. And accommodation. And accommodation. 23 rand. 23 to 37. There's no uniform uh, subsidy program throughout the country. Uh, Different uh, provinces have provided different resources. We have a situation in Pretoria at the the Prince of School for the Blind. Mm. 
In April this year, the Department of Labor issued a prohibition notice because the school does not have a certificate of compliance for mm. electricity. The high voltage damaged over 650,000 rand worth of computer equipment and assistive devices. Secondly, the Department of Labor uh, has also issued a prohibition notice limiting access to two upper floors to 38 classrooms because the emergency staircases are unsafe. Okay, well, why didn't they just make them safer? That is the question. (laughs) They could have just come in and make... Let's just hold on there for a second. And I want to take your calls. You may be uh, with a child who's going to one of these schools and are facing similar challenges, or perhaps your child is going to mainstream school. They said there are... Uh, children who are blind who are going to mainstream schools. Well, let's let's talk about it. 0891-104-207. Tell me about your experiences. How difficult has it been to get education to your child who's visually impaired? Life happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. I'm in conversation with Blind SA CEO, who is Jason Naya, and we've just been touching on some of the difficulties that some of the schools are facing. And uh, I had no idea. I thought, yes, there is a general lack of resources, and it's not as dire as I'm hearing it is. But I'm, I'm gobsmacked, I must be honest. Uh, I'm really gobsmacked about just the lack of care and the will for us to educate children who are either partially blind or are completely blind. Um, there are apparently 22 schools for the blind in this country, uh, which obviously then look after those children. But then there are many other children who we are told are in mainstream mainstream uh, schools. Question is, where are they? How many are they? And what support do they get? So, Mr. Naya, you know, from what I've heard from you, I mean, I'm not encouraged at all. <laughs> um, we, we now sit with a situation where we are at the end of the year. When we go back next year, will the situation have changed? If, if uh, producers of Braille material have not received purchase orders yet, there's no doubt that because come nobody's January, going, there's not going to be Nobody's going books. to be working through the Christmas. I mean, it's not, nobody's going to do that. Absolutely. So you, we don't have purchase orders yet? No. And, and still nothing from the department? No, no accountability, nothing? Nothing. Uh, our uh, legal advisors wrote to the department a month ago. We followed up with a uh, letter again uh, a week ago. Uh, we received uh, a letter yesterday saying it's in the process. In the and process. like I said, we've been hearing this for the last 10 years. Next week is the 15th. Everybody kind of shuts down. It's in the process. Yes. So I suppose you're going to continue business as usual when you go back to school, um, back to sharing, back to improvising. And uh, in all of this, how are the children doing? Despite the very challenging uh, environment that they work under, we are very grateful to very committed and dedicated educators mm. uh, that we have in our, uh, at our schools. They go out of the way to try and assist the learners uh, like I said earlier, they help to produce some of this work themselves after hours uh, so that it, uh, children can have some access uh, to, 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 the, to the syllabus. Uh, but until the department um, ensures that 
there is equal opportunity for all learners in our country, our children are going to be battling to get access to the resources. We've obviously been speaking about children in basic education. What about higher learning? The the situ- I think just before I get to higher education, we we have a, a, a situation that there are no early childhood development programs for blind and partially sighted children available. What do you mean? In 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 Kauteng, yes, we just have once the school principal that runs a uh, a program for ECD, mm-hmm. but they will only allow the children to live in the hostel from the age of seven. So therefore, uh, you'd find that uh, children who are unable to, 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 to get to the school on a daily basis. Mm. And the majority of our parents come from the lower economic uh, community. So it makes it absolutely difficult for children to get access. It is Therefore, we find that sometimes even up to the age of 10 or even 13, children are then being admitted to schools. Only at f- that age. <laughs> oh my goodness. Human Rights Watch released a report uh, two years ago and in their report, they state that there's over 500,000 children with disabilities in this country who should be at school and are not at school. And there's a great percentage of those children are children who are blind and partially sighted as well. The situation with adults, um, there's, there's, there's two uh, categories. Firstly, because majority of blind people did not have formal education mm. because of the apartheid system. Mm. Uh, we find that only about 10% of blind people have had formal education. Mm. So the balance of adults, uh, we, are, mm. we, we encourage them to go to adult education and training centers, to go to skill centers so that they can acquire a skill, uh, they can uh, be trained to, in small business, so that they can get some sort of employment or self-employment to earn an income. The other category are those persons who had the opportunity of going to school and having obtained a bachelor's uh, pass to go to university or to to vet colleges. Uh, There are many of them, and many of them have graduated, but the job market has not absorbed most of them. I mean, I'm, I'm just listening to just how big the problem is. And I'm thinking you've just spoken to us about, for instance, textbooks. And I imagine even if you wanted to be independent, you just are not given the opportunity to do that. So if you went to the doctor and you got to the chemist and got medicine, that prescription does not include you. That no. prescription, de- you depend on somebody else Absolutely. to assist you with what is normal i mean that's you could do this yourself you could you could you know obviously give yourself medication if you knew what's sitting in front of you exactly and that's why as blind i say uh we we believe very strongly on advocacy and self-advocacy and self-representation so that blind people can start to talk for themselves and uh trying to change mindsets and attitudes all we ask for is equal opportunity provide reasonable accommodation, we too can perform like everybody else. Do not, do not give us favors. Mm. Just make the playing field equal so mm. that we can all compete at the same level. Mm. 
It's been, I mean, both quite encouraging and quite depressing at the same time talking to you. But but thank you for coming through and for making it possible for us to understand just how dire the situation is. It's really shocking. And, and, and I'm embarrassed. I really am embarrassed as a South African citizen sitting here just imagining just how difficult life could be and how it is. And it could be so simple. Um, and thank you so much for, for just opening our eyes up a little bit about the situation. Thank you very much. I just wanted maybe yes. uh, make a concluding comment sure, to sure. say that maybe some of your listeners... Uh, are aware of blind people who have not access services, mm. whether it's you know being able to use the white cane and walk independently, mm. or accessing government services, health, education, employment. Please refer them to the local organisation for the blind, mm. or contact Blind SA on zero one one eight three nine one seven nine three. Our website is www.blindsa.org. ZA, uh, or follow us on our Facebook page, Blind SA. Blind SA CEO, Mr. Jace Nair. Two Thank o'clock you. now, let's go to the very latest in SABC News.